1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I am your host, James Murphy, a.k.a. Murph, and thank you so much for joining me for episode number 167 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I am so thankful that you're joining me today, wherever you're listening, however you're listening to this glorious podcast. I'm really excited to dive into today's episode. I really want to sit down and talk sports cards and the hobby with you today. I know it's more of a Boston and New England kind of a podcast, however, there's just so much going on in the whole sports card world right now. We have a couple different new uh, situations that have risen in the hobby, and I really want to sit down and talk about them with you guys today, which I really do believe is going to be beneficial because, again... There's a lot of correlation between the sports listeners and those that are into cards here on the podcast. Obviously, with the Patriots on a bye week, we have no game to talk about, so we're going to kind of breeze over the NFL and look at the slate of games that we have ahead of us this weekend because there is some good matchups across the league besides, you know, what we would expect in a Patriots game. But since we don't have one, we're just going to have to sit back, enjoy the week off, and just kind of see where the league goes this weekend. Uh, However, however, like I already mentioned, thank you guys so much for joining me for today's episode. Thank you so much for downloading, listening and enjoying on all audio platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you can listen to your podcasts, you can find Merv's Boston Sports Talk. So thank you very much for joining me. And if you listen to this on YouTube, which I know a lot of people have been doing so lately, thank you so much for clicking on the video. Please make sure you smash the thumbs up button Comment down below and subscribe to the channel if you're new or have not considered subscribing. Let's dive into today's episode and that is... The Luka Doncic, the holy grail of Luka Doncic cards, is up for auction. The 2018 National Treasures Luka Doncic Rookie NBA Logo Man Autograph 1 of 1 is up for auction for the first time. This is an article that came out on November 3rd, Uh, so what was that, last week? I'm just finding out about this, I think, yesterday, last night, so I figured it'd be a great time to talk about it here on the podcast, and also I'll probably make a separate video about this for the channel. However, there's an article about it from Sports Collectors Daily. I think I've read a couple articles from here before. However, it titles, Luka Luka Logoman up for auction inside the collector's vault. October grading data, I don't care about that. I just care about the Luka card. What's the 2018 National Treasures Luka Donich rookie NBA logo man autograph? That's a mouthful right there. Really worth? We may find out soon. Reportedly sold in a private deal for four point six million dollars last year. The one of one card is making its auction debut this month. As of today, it remains the sixth highest price ever paid for a trading card, any trading card, and the second highest price ever paid for a basketball card. Just hours into the auction's launch, bidding had already topped $1 million. Quote, this auction will be the very first time we see the value of the world's premier Luka Donnage card set by the open market, said Jesse Craig, vice president of sales at PWCC Marketplace. Where the auction is taking place, quote, a Luca card has never sold on a public platform for seven figures or more. It is his premier card making its public debut while he is playing extremely well, end quote. And before I carry on with the article, I do must say Luca Doncic is playing exceptionally well right now. Interesting time to put this card up for sale. Obviously, you could look at how Luca's playing. Oh, he's playing so well. So let me put it on the market and maybe make a... A profit on my investment, or you could look at it as an interesting time to put it on the market because, across the board, the market is down right now. You know, let's say it was at 200% in the spring; it dipped to like 160 over the summer. It's like right now at like 125. You know, I'm just kind of using dumb numbers, I guess, just to kind of give you uh, a scaled idea, right? Uh, So let's see. Let's keep going on with this article. It's the good timing department. The auction also includes the 2011 Bowman Chrome Super Refractor Autograph Bryce Harper 1 of 1 graded BGS 9.5. It comes to market as Harper has helped carry the Philadelphia Phillies to the World Series. So along with the Luca card, you're also bidding and going to be receiving, well, the winner will be receiving, the Bryce Harper Super Refractor 1 of 1 BGS 9.5 Auto 10 for those that don't know, the Luca is a BGS 9. Subgrades, centering is a 10, edges is a 9, surface is a 9, 5, and corners is an 8, 5. And it's resulting in a BGS 9, but hey, that makes sense. Also on the block, the, um, oh, that's a different story. Da-da-da, I'm just trying to carry on. Um, is that all we're talking about the Luka card for? Um, are just talking about random different cards. So the Bryce Harper, the auction. Oh, yeah. Okay. So cool. Interesting. I mean, really not much there in terms of the article. But again, the timing is very, very odd about it. Because I mentioned here last week and the week before where the current state of the market is. And again, it's not through the roof like we kind of know or we how we kind of been accustomed to know. It's trending down. It's slipped a little bit. But hey. Market always trends in different variations, in different forms. It's going to be high, it's going to be up for a while, and then it's going to come down. Look at the stock market, it does the same thing, it goes up and it goes down, up and down, gas prices up and down, up and down. The way the hobby has formulated and turned, sports cars have become no different. It's going to be up, it's going to be healthy, and then it's going to go down, it's going to, I don't know, perform Poorly, I guess I mean, I don't want to say poorly. Um, It's going to underperform. Let's call it that way. So I'll be I'll be keeping my eyes on this card. Obviously, I want to do a little bit more research about it. Um, You know, once this podcast is over throughout the day today, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see four point six million dollars in a private sale last year. It's already topped one million dollars. I'm beyond curious to see what this turns out to be because it could break 4.6 it could maybe fall short it could end up at like two and a half three we truly have no idea and that's why i'm so curious to see about this guys but let me know if you guys are going to be kind of tuned in on this to see what this card does at the end of the auction will this really reset the basketball card market will this help the sports card market in general what will this do for the Luka Doncic market I have so many questions with this one card being up for sale. I may need some help getting answers, and that's where I turn to you. So reach out to me via social media at Murph's Card Town or drop a comment down below if you listen to this on YouTube. What are your thoughts about the potential aftermath of this card selling? Obviously it could be for the good, it could be for the bad. But I'm curious what your thoughts and what your initial feelings are hearing of this this report that the Luca one of one logoman's up on the block. If this is the first time you're hearing about it, I want to know your initial reactions. Or if you already knew about this, let me know what your thoughts are about this as you've, you know, kind of had some time to digest it from whenever you first heard it because I am beyond curious about this. But let's stick with sports cards here and let's jump to a different article from ClutchPoints.com. And this came out on the 6th, so what, on Sunday it came out? And some may not be know about this I didn't certainly know about this until just a couple of days ago however it's starting to take the hobby by storm and for those that don't know what I'm talking about it involves wax it involves basketball and go figure of course it involves panini and if you haven't picked it up yet which some may not have because you know if you don't do a lot of ripping then you may not have gotten it if you don't rip a lot of expensive hobby boxes or are attuned into the hobby may not understand it again i just learned about this the, not too long ago crown is the title of an article crown royale kaboom scandal could expose panini big time breakers if true this is an article by julio lewis munar hopefully i said your name right published on november 6th and before i dive into this article which i haven't read it but I kind of have a general idea of what it may um, tell for us is there's a serial code on the box that you can match up to whatever the numbers are. I, I forget. Was it a six digit? I, I know it's going to tell us in, in the article, but there's a code on the like a six digit number on the box that if the digits in the numbers are correct, you get a guaranteed kaboom in the box, which is kind of weird. To kind of think so what people are doing is they're getting two boxes that have the same code that matches that code whatever that number is and they're ripping them and getting kabooms in them and then they rip a box that doesn't have that exact match and they're not getting a kaboom this is a big time issue if this is really true and it so far seems like it from sports card groups that I'm in to having conversations at the shop it seems beyondly possible that this is true. So let's just dive into the article here. Ever since it was introduced by Panini back in 2013, the Kaboom insert has always been revered by NBA collectors. Thanks to their eye-catching design and short printed status, these sports cards usually fetch a premium on the market, especially if they are graded in a gem mint slab. And with the box breaks gaining a lot of popularity over the past few years, it only makes sense that pulling a card of This kind is a moment that deserves celebration. The thing is, things are looking sketchy with a massive revelation about pulling these NBA cards from a Panini Crown Royale box. An in-depth report by Sports Card Radio shows that there is an alleged sequence of letters and numbers... To look out for when checking the stickers in front of every Crown Royale box. So this is what I was referring to, the you know, like six-digit code or whatever. It's a sequence of letters and numbers. The the boxes that have the specific combination on the sticker, as it seems, will reportedly contain a kaboom, one of Panini's rarest inserts. The source of this information, according to SportsCard Radio, was from an unnamed Discord channel that leaked out how these certain Panini Card, uh, Panini NBA cards are found. The host followed up with several video clips of box breakers, giving in to requests from those joined to zoom in on the box so that the sticker can clearly be seen. Those chosen by the unknown customer were opened, and a kaboom card of Orlando's Magic's Jalen Suggs was found to be inside. After showing the video clips, Sports Card Radio calls out Panini and asks the company if this is their way to feed loaded boxes to certain box breakers. The show adds that the sequence is almost a sure way to find those rare inserts when checking out boxes of Crown Royale from a case. To verify this claim, another video was found, one that features Hitman Rips finding two boxes that have that specific sticker on it. Now, before I go any further, how much more... Okay, we still have some... Oh, we only have one more paragraph. I'll just read the last paragraph. As it stands, of the two Panini Crown Royale boxes, only one contained a Kaboom! card. Even if that's the case, this piece of information is going around the hobby, and it could call out the integrity of both Panini and certain box breakers. As of this time, the card company hasn't released a statement on this recent issue. In any case... Only time will tell if there's something fishy going on behind the scenes. If there is, the whole sports card community will surely not be happy about it. Now, I've been a pure proponent, a pure, pure uh, proponent that the big time breakers, you know who they are. You enter their breaks. You watch them on whatnot and TikTok. You all participate. Most of you participate in them. I'm not going to call anybody out here, but we can all kind of assume who we're talking about. I'm a pure believer that they receive juiced boxes. I really do. I really, really do. Why wouldn't Panini give them juiced boxes to showcase the best of their product? Why would they leave it up to chance? Because we all have gone to card shops before to buy boxes to buy sealed wax, and when we open it, we get junk out of it. It's happened. It's happened, there's nothing wrong to admit it, it's it's happened to all of us. And on the flip side, we open a box and we get an absolute banger out of it. But more often than not, we're fairly disappointed with our boxes. I think I could say that for everybody. So why would Panini not make sure, why would they not ensure that the best of their product is being showcased to these top breakers on whatnot, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, wherever it's being ripped. Why would they want these breakers, these high volume breakers, to showcase the garbage in their product? No, no, they're going to make sure that they're ripping the best of the best. Why? Because these breakers are buying in volume they're giving panini guaranteed money and otherwise if there's junk still coming out of them people aren't gonna buy into those breaks and those breakers aren't gonna have enough money to buy paninis products so to ensure panini is still getting their money they're gonna juice those boxes so people like you and I still buy into those breaks so those breakers can take that money and go pay panini so panini can get theirs listen it's it's something I'm I'm pretty passionate about. I'm really passionate, negatively passionate about this because as a hobby shop, as a brick and mortar, it's very difficult for me to get wax. You know, it's become a little easier over time. However, you know, compared to when I first opened, but it's still beyondly annoying that these big time breakers or just breakers in general, mid-tier breakers have licenses or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, contracts with Panini and Tops and Upper Deck. But however, me, a brick and mortar shop who's trying to establish and make a place for this hobby is scratching and fighting tooth and nail to get wax at the cheapest price possible to give it to you guys at the cheapest price possible. I know I'm going on a little tangent here, but... So, if this is true, if this is absolutely true shame on panini you know maybe the breakers know about it maybe they don't know about it but the thing is the messed up thing about this is it doesn't matter if it's true it does not matter because people like myself yourself breakers whoever anyone that's looking to buy licensed basketball and licensed football products are still gonna have to buy from panini we're still gonna have to do it so panini could be doing all the dirty all the shady stuff and it's not going to matter it's a damn shame it's a damn shame because i'm such a proponent for a happy and healthy hobby you guys know this and when we're getting scandals like this from panini shame on them when they're giving juiced products to breakers to showcase the best of the best, so they so the breakers keep coming back, and people buying into those breaks keep coming back to keep the wheel rolling. Shame on them. And again, being a hobby shop, being a brick and mortar hobby shop, getting supply uh, products from these companies is a damn hassle. I keep reaching out to Panini and reaching out and reaching out, be like, hey, hey, hey. You know, can I get? Can I? Can I? buy product from you guys directly and they, you know, say no, we can't right now. There's too many people. There's too many people. Well, why is there too many people? Because you guys support breakers and not those that have been the foundation and the backbone of the hobby and that's brick and mortar shops. But hey, I'm kind of going on a tangent here. I'm sorry guys. It's a conversation for another day. As you can kind of hear in the voice and my level of my, pa- you can hear the 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 intensity and the passion and the care that I have in my voice when I talk about this. Obviously, you guys can't see me right now, but you guys would, if you could, you'd see me very like about <laughs> about this. But this is a crazy thing. I mean, I wish it wasn't true. It seems like it is. Uh, they did a test, and what was it only one contained uh, a kaboom? But still, something like this shouldn't shouldn't be a thing to begin with. So those are gonna be my hobby, sports card hobby segments here, talking about the Luca Logo Man and the you know Panini, Crown Royale kabooms scandal. Let me know your thoughts about this. Have you ripped a Crown Royale box? Have you gotten a kaboom yet? Have you not? Did you know about this potential scandal? How are your feelings towards Panini after hearing something about this? Again, like I mentioned, we're still forced to buy from them regardless unless you want to get collegiate stuff from bowman or leaf or something like that we're stuck with panini and that's a damn shame because they're a shady company but that's a story for a different day let's dive in let's dive into the nfl as we watch the panthers defeat the falcons last night 25 to 15 on thursday night football i'm going against Cordero patterson in fantasy. He got, what was it, 2.5 points. So I'm happy as a clam with that. Uh, yep, 2.5 points. So I will absolutely take that without a doubt. I had Young Hoku as my kicker in as well in my family league. And he got three points, missing two extra points. Yay, yay, yay. But 2.5 points for Cordell Patterson. I will take that in the shop league. We have the Seahawks and the tampa bay buccaneers in germany for the first time the nfl's debut in germany on sunday at 9 30 at yeah, kickoffs at 9 30 very interesting game seahawks been playing very well they're playing really good football right now for what we expected them to be a bottom dweller in the nfc buccaneers need wins and need them fast um, I want to lean Tampa Bay, and I think I would if this was in Tampa Bay, but where it's a neutral site game, you know, it's obviously overseas. It could be really anyone's games. I try to stay away from those those London, those, you know, now Germany, those even Mexico City games when we have them. So, uh, and it's tough. I'm, uh, I'm going to go Buccaneers just because I think Brady's more desperate. Brady and the Bucks are more desperate. I'm thinking they may have figured something out last week, but we're just going to have to wait and see about that. Would I be surprised if the Seahawks win? Absolutely not. Lions and Bears. Justin Fields has been absolutely balling. He's been going berserk this year. Setting himself by far as the best quarterback in that draft class so far. Lions, I think they're just tanking for next year. But they're still a hard-nosed team. I'm going to go Bears because they're a much... I don't want to say a, more, a better team because they're really not. But when you have Justin Fields on your side, it's it's going to be a little bit easier to move the ball because he's such a dual threat athlete. So I'm going to go Bears there. Browns Dolphins in Miami. I'm going to go Dolphins. I just they're playing so well right now. Tua looking like he's the best quarterback from the 2020 draft class outside of Jalen Hurts. Obviously with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle absolutely going off. It's hard for you know Tua not to do so well as those are his receivers. So I'm going to go the Dolphins here. Dolphins look really good this year, obviously with Josh Allen and the potential injury to his elbow. Could the Dolphins make a jump up to maybe kind of claim that first spot in the AFC East? Who knows? But for now, I'm going to be picking the Dolphins over the Browns. Broncos and Titans in Tennessee. I really have no idea. Traylon Burks is back for the Titans, which is nice. The Broncos are going to do anything about that. I don't know. Russell Wilson wants to wants to be back, too. Truly a coin flip, but if the Titans and their offense look like anything like they did against the Chiefs, just receivers doing absolutely nothing. Right? they play the Chiefs last week? Yeah. Then I'm going to pick the Broncos here. Sneaky, sneaky pick, but I'm going to pick the Broncos here. Vikings and Bills. This is going to be a fantastic game. This is a 1 o'clock game. How has this not been flexed to 4 o'clock? I, I don't know, I, I really don't, or even like Sunday night. I don't want to see the Chargers in the 49ers. I want to see the Vikings in the Bills. Two highly potent offenses. Again, Josh Allen, his elbow, could be a concern. The Vikings, what are they, 7-1, and 6-1? and one. Bills, I think they lost last week, so it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, they lost to the Jets last week. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what this game turns out to be. But this one's in Buffalo, New York, so I'm very very excited to see this game if josh allen's healthy i'll go josh allen if he's healthy if not and they have to go with the backup or josh allen's like 50 percent, i'm gonna go viking so i'm just gonna stand on that on that stone i have to wait and see what josh allen's health looks like come game day texans and giants i'm picking the giants and because i looked at my survival league right and no one's picked the giants thus far so what I did, this is what I did. And if you're in survival, we're getting to the point in the season where you should be doing the same thing. Is look ahead, at. So let's say you know you're thinking in your head, okay, let me pick the Giants here. Let me, okay, they're going against the Texans. That should be a layup. But who else are they playing next week and the week after? And go look to see who they're playing in the following weeks. And if they're playing a layup like the Texans again, obviously they're not playing the Texans. But let's say they're playing the. The Jaguars or the Lions. I'm just trying to think of like, you know, underperforming teams. The Panthers, even. Then you could pick the Giants later down the road because I know so many, all the teams that are left, there's four people left in my survival league, are going to be picking the New York Giants. And I looked ahead because I didn't want to pick the Giants. I wanted to be different. I want, in case they were to lose, I don't want to get a strike too, but I'm looking ahead and I'm like, there's no really other good time to pick the Giants than now. If they lose, we'll all get a strike. Two people will be out. Me and one other person will have one strike left, and then it's just going to be a duel to the end. So I'm going to pick the Giants this week in survival, and obviously I'm going to be picking them here as I'm picking my slate of games. But look ahead. Say you wanted to take the Say you were thinking about taking the Chargers over the 49ers or the Eagles over the Commanders. Look at their schedule ahead to see if you could take them later on where they may have an easier matchup. And, again, Giants don't have an easier matchup than they do right now, so I'm going to pick them, and I'm going to believe everyone will be picking them because no one has picked them in that's remaining in my survival league yet. Jaguars visit the Chiefs. Jaguars are just kind of underperforming. Well, they are underperforming. They looked good at the beginning of the year. I still think they're one year away. People were saying, oh, Christian Kirk's going to be the receiver that, you know, Trevor Lawrence needs. He's a really good guy, underutilized in Arizona. Doug Peterson, this offensive genius. Travis Etienne, his guy. It's like, yes, all these pieces are nice. It's not going to happen overnight. And I really think the Jags will have next year to really show us and prove to us all these things that we're hearing going into the season this year. I just wasn't a big fan, and I wasn't believing it. You guys know how I feel about Trevor Lawrence. I think Fields is better, and I'm in the minority on that one. But I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Saints, Steelers. I think I'm starting the Saints defense in fantasy in one of my leagues, so I'm going to lean Saints. But, I mean, the Steelers are kind of all over the place. Claypool's gone. Najee Harris is underperforming. Kenny Pickett's a rookie quarterback. You know, how's he going to look? Saints, obviously, not in a much better position. It's a game I really want nothing to do with. I really don't want to talk about this game. I'm going to pick the Saints, but, like, I mean, there's nothing, like, that, like, makes me pick the Saints. Like, the quarterback play of Andy Dalton doesn't make me pick the Saints. Like, Alvin Kamara is obviously going to be by and far the best player on either side of the field. So there's one reason to pick the Saints. But other than that, it's like, ugh. Colts and Raiders. uh, It's gonna be Jeff Saturday's head coaching debut, as he's now the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, visiting the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas. This should be a win for the for the Raiders. It really should be. They've immensely underperformed. I don't. I don't know. I mean, could the Colts kind of like rally around Jeff Saturday to go get that win? Will Josh McDaniels be able to kind of fix the Raiders and what's going on there? Who knows? Who knows? I want the Raiders to win. But I also... I also see the Colts kind of rallying around Jeff Saturday. Sam Ellinger's not a bad baller. Oh, man, this is kind of tough. This is kind of tough. Um... I think I'm going to pick the Raiders. I really do. I just think their team and their roster overall is better than the Colts, or at least it should be. I can't really give a head coaching edge to the Raiders, even though Saturday is making his first career start with no coaching experience. But Josh McDaniels hasn't been all too impressive this year either. Again, I don't want this game at 4 o'clock. It just happens to be on the West Coast, so it has to be at 4 o'clock. But I don't like this game at all. And one, if I'm betting... I'm staying away from this, but I guess for this sake, I'm going to have to pick the Raiders. Rams, or I'm sorry, Cardinals visiting the Rams in L.A. Oh, man. DeAndre Hopkins caught that one touchdown last week, and Kyler Murray did not throw to him again. So infuriating. Luckily, I still won fantasy, but so damn infuriating just because he just kept feeding Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore. Rond- like Throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. He's open. You're not even looking his way. So... Rams underperforming, Of course, I still think that they need this win. I'm, and they got shocked last week by losing that game to Tampa Bay. Overall, head to toe, Rams are better, so I will be picking the Los Angeles Rams to win this game. Cowboys, Packers, quote unquote, America's game of the week. Oh man, this is tricky. Cowboys by and far better. Packers do a die mode, obviously. What's their record? Is it like 3-5 and five or something like that? 3-6. and Do-or-die mode for the Packers here. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I just don't think the Packers have it this year. Chargers visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Hmm. I still don't want this on prime time. I'd rather have the Vikings and the Bills. I still think it's going to be a good matchup, though, nonetheless. I mean, two pretty good teams. Both have a lot to prove. Faced a lot of adversity so far this season. We'll get to see Christian McCaffrey on prime time in the 49ers jersey. I mean, you can make a case. You can make an argument for both teams. Uh, obviously, you know, the running backs are exceptionally well on both sides of the ball. The receivers have a lot of upside on both sides of the ball. I know the Chargers are dinged up, but, you know, they still have Josh Palmer. The, you know, when Keenan Allen's healthy, he's up there. Obviously, Mike Williams, when he's out there, he's, you know, one of the better receivers in the game. It's going to be tricky obviously and then on the 49ers side you got Devo Samuel and you can just kind of end the conversation there but Brandon ayuk has been playing extremely well this year oh man this is, this is this is probably more tough than the Colts raiders game and i mean that in a good way oh i'm gonna i think i'm gonna pick the 49ers i just think overall they're a little healthier i think they're a little bit better obviously the coaching i'd like to think favors the 49ers Quarterback plays, obviously favoring the Chargers here. Both teams need the win. I'm going to go 49ers here. I really do. A lot of people have them as a top-five team in the league. And, hey, when healthy, probably. They have a Super Bowl roster, and they expected Trey Lance to kind of get them there. And you know what? Maybe he could have if he played the whole season. But Jimmy G, who's been to a Super Bowl, who's been to an NFC title game, obviously when he was with the Patriots, has all that experience backing up Brady. Brady but I still think Jimmy G's a capable quarterback. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to go out and win you games, but he's not going to go out and lose you games either. So I'm going to favor the 49ers here, but it's definitely going to be a good game on Sunday night. And then to wrap up week 10, we have the Washington Commanders w- visiting the Philadelphia Eagles for Monday Night Primetime. Would I be foolish to not pick the Eagles probably, but the Commanders are a good team. They're playing well, good defense, Heineke is a baller, he's a gunslinger. I definitely could see, you know, if this was in Washington, maybe, the Commanders having a slight edge, but the way Eagles are playing, there's really no slight edge to give anybody, but we will see, you know, people are kind of mocking the Eagles for being 8-0 with a lackluster schedule, and you know what, deservingly so, who have you played, who have you beaten, but hey. Nice divisional opponent here. Maybe they can go out and get a nice little win, but you know what? People are still going to be like, it's the Commanders. It's the football team. But do you research on the team? You know, they got some good players. Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin. Um, And then on the defense side of the ball, that front four, Montez Sweat, Darren Payne, Jonathan Allen. Like, I mean, come on. Good players all across the board on both sides of the ball. They're really just a quarterback away. Obviously, with a couple of other pieces, you know, you have, like, a little O-line, you'll a linebacker, you know, safety, whatever, you know, a couple of other pieces. But they have, a overall, a good roster. They really do. And I think they believe in Ron Rivera as their coach. Who knows? We'll see. But at the end of the day, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game for sure. And that is going to wrap up Week 10. Let me quickly recap my predictions. Uh, Panthers beat the Falcons 25-15. I have the Buccaneers over the Seahawks in Germany. Bears over the Lions, Dolphins over the Browns, Broncos beating the Titans in Tennessee, Bills. If Josh Allen's healthy, beating the Vikings. If he's not, I have the Vikings winning. Giants over the Texans, Chiefs over the Jacks, Saints beating the Steelers in Pittsburgh, Raiders beating the Colts in Jeff Saturday's head coaching debut, or co- coaching debut. <laughs> Rams beating the Cardinals, Cowboys beating the Packers at Lambeau, 49ers beating the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. And then the Eagles staying undefeated, beating the Commanders on Monday Night Football. So that is my whole slate of Week 10 NFL games predicted. Obviously, no Patriots because they're on a bye week this week. And with that being said, I'm very excited to see what the Cranston Card Show looks like this weekend. Obviously, you know, Cranston Card Show is the second Sunday of the month with the Patriots on a bye week. I'm hoping that people won't be slipping out at 1230, 1 o'clock to go catch the Patriots. Because there's no patrons to watch this week. But that will do it for today's episode, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it as we talked a lot about the sports card hobby. Obviously, we just talked about the NFL as well. But whatever we talked about, if you have thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, anything, reach out to me via social media at Murphs Cartown You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, if you listen to this on YouTube... Please jot those comments down below as I can't wait to read and reply to any and all comments. Please make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new or haven't considered subscribing. Those listening on audio-only platforms, thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying as I greatly appreciate your love and support. But that will wrap it up for episode number 167 of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. Hopefully you have a fantastic weekend. For those that are veterans thank you so much for serving our military for those that are actively serving currently thank you so much for your current sacrifice thank you for helping keeping our country safe any and all military personnel thank you so much for serving happy veterans day 15 percent off your purchase today here at murph's cartown sports shop just make sure you bring valid military id that's all i ask but if you know veterans or active military members please reach out to them, say thank you, tell them to enjoy their Veterans Day because this one day is definitely deserved and reserved for them. That is going to do it, guys. I will catch you next week for episode number 168. But between now and then, you guys know that I love you and I will always, always see you. (music)